Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. The NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Final, and Baseball's MVP Award. All the betting angles over the next hour. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Find me on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski. And I'm broadcasting from the SCORE Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. NBA Finals are here, so Campy's here. At Rick Seacamp on Twitter. Find his work, 444.com and over at BetSperts. All right, Campy, let's jump into it. Thursday night, we had the first game of the series. Probably not a big surprise to anyone. Denver covers at home. They get the win and the cover. Close at eight and a half. It looks like we have the same spread for game number two. Total flies under. Flies under. It's a really bad spot for Miami. The way I look at it going into game two is maybe people are even more confused because reasonable basketball minds could look at the Nuggets and how things worked out in game one and say, this is one of the most efficient offenses we've seen. They didn't bring their A-plus game. The Heat are too small, and this is going to be a short series. But you could also say, well, the Heat have been the best three-point shooting team in the playoffs. None of them made any shots. We haven't seen playoff Jimmy. Maybe with the extra rest and between games in the NBA Finals will help him. And they did not attack, and you have the best head coach. Not that Malone is bad, but we know Spolstra is terrific. Do you view it the same way? You could come away from game one and say, you know what? The Nuggets are going to keep this a short series. And you could also say, well, the Heat, you know, they played their worst game. They played their worst game, and they're known for making adjustments. And they never win game one in the NBA Finals. Why? Because of those adjustments. Is that fair, or do you have a strong reaction either towards Miami or towards Denver moving forward? I think it's fair. Whatever uh, any observer wants to say is probably still true. What they thought coming in could still be reasonably thought after one game. I mean, to be fair, everything was situationally was stacked up against Miami in this one, but they were able to have moments where it was a single digit deficit in the fourth quarter. But still, if you really watch and saw how Denver was playing, Jokic wasn't really offensive, like attacking at all until he absolutely had to beginning of the fourth quarter, late in the third. I mean, he had 27 points on 12 shot attempts. The score was 24 to 16. And the broadcast mentions, yeah, Jokic doesn't have a shot attempt yet. 
just the fact that he was able to do what he did, have all the assists that he did, and not really have to force the issue himself offensively was impressive for those that, you know, really are are, are casual and haven't seen much of Nikola Jokic. That's how he can control the game without scoring. But the thing is, too, you mentioned, you know, there were some acting like, boy, how do you beat this Denver team? It was a B to B minus version of this Denver team. I mean, the fact they, yeah. they're a team that shoots three point ball. Well, they were eight to 27. They were under 30% in the game at home, at home. <laughs> and they've been dominant at home all postseason. Like just the fact that that was the case. And the fact that Michael Porter jr. Was five of 16, two of 11 from three. And he's one of the, he's well over 40% on the season. So even while you know, if as the season, as the series progresses, Jokic shoots the ball a little bit more, maybe a couple of those shots get siphoned away from Porter. He's going to shoot a better percentage. You would at least think over the course of this series. And one thing that I think is key, and it, it parallels to the Nuggets versus the Lakers for Miami or the Lakers before to play many different styles. It requires different personnel to be on the court for Denver. They've pretty much gone all in, in the moves that they've made to have an elite top six, six and a half guys. And when you consider all the starters along with Bruce Brown, they can do what those other teams do in terms of changing the stylist, the stylistic way that they play without changing the personnel or their rotations. And that is so key to be able to, okay, Miami's playing zone. And it might've looked a little rough to start the fourth quarter with Jokic in there and facing the zone. But you know what they can do? okay, then they can do a side pick and roll and get Jokic in the post and play some bully ball. Like these are the types of things they can just adjust and do on the fly. And I think part of it is because of how smart the Nuggets are. One of the biggest things that we were all saying about the Celtics is in the big moments when they were facing these wrinkles from the heat, they didn't know what to do offensively and they cowered. Denver doesn't do that because not just Jokic is smart, but Murray is incredibly smart and Aaron Gordon is smart and Porter and Caldwell Pope are good moving off the ball, understanding spacing. Like even if they don't necessarily get every little bit of everything like the other guys do, they see movement and they know where they need to go as a result. So I still think it's Denver five, maybe six, but they are an incredibly tough team to play. But again, Miami, there's a lot of things they can do better. They can shoot the three better. They can get to the free throw line at all. Two. Oh my God. Two free throw attempts. The entire game is insane for a team that has players, Jimmy Butler, that rely on it. So, yeah, both teams can absolutely play better. I don't think this is going to be a sweep necessarily. I, I think Miami will get at least one at home. But at this point, it's still everybody got to see what Denver can be. And I think that's fun because they're a team that doesn't get featured nationally a whole lot. So, yeah, it's a betting conversation, but it's also, oh, hey, everybody, welcome to the Denver Nuggets. This is what they are. Denver now the minus 700 favorite after game one to win the title. You mentioned Denver in five, Denver in six. Well, there's a big difference if you're betting on one of those. Denver in five, the runaway favorite at plus 165 on GM. The second favorite, Denver sweep. We talked to their head trader the other day on BetQL Daily. He said, that would be a bad result for the books. People are betting on the Nuggets to sweep. Denver and six, that's your fourth favorite, plus 450. That was my pick going in, mm -hmm. so there's still value on that one. That's pretty interesting. Uh, again, 
Denver minus 700. It's Miami five games to one. MVP is always interesting. I don't think there should be this gap between Denver minus 700 to win the title and Jokic minus 400 for MVP. Those certainly correlate. Murray's odds dropping in half for the MVP. I know, second best player on the team, arguably second best player in the series, but he's not winning the MVP over Jokic. All right, here's one one big picture thing for the series that I want to throw at you. And if you have anything else in stat categories, feel free to throw it out here. Rebounds, Bam had 13, Porter had 13 the other day, and Jokic was the massive favorite. He's probably going to end up with the most rebounds in the series. Jokic is already four ahead on assists. Maybe you can do something with points, but I believe that if you're going to bet on a stat category for the series, you've got to look at three-pointers made, and Gabe Vincent is your leader with five. Murray's the favorite. Murray has two. Porter has two. But, Rick, I looked at some of these long-shot odds. Wow, they are tempting. And I'm looking at Heat players because if they're going to be trailing, they're going to be chucking throughout. The volume was there. The problem was it was an over for Struess. He's 65 to 1. And then Duncan Robinson hit one the other day. We know he can he can light it up at home. Duncan Robinson is 110 to 1, and he trails a favorite by only one three-pointer made. Can I sell you on just a little Struess and or Duncan as super long shots for three-pointers made? Uh, being being five, especially if we're working under the assumption that this is a short series. It has to be a six-game series, I think, yeah. for either of them. 100% agree. Yeah, it has to be a minimum of a six-game series for any of these guys, any of these long shots to be viable. For Struess to make up five three-pointers, especially considering he only played 21 minutes. Now, if he does shoot better, then maybe he eats into... Duncan Robinson's minutes, just because then you're getting a little bit better defense out there as well. At that type of a number, I d- it a doesn't number. hurt. It doesn't hurt to yeah. we're looking at like a you know it's like sixty five to one or something. It doesn't hurt to pull like this is this is the old sprinkle. This is the you know something you don't it, mind lighting immediately on fire. Okay, if you're just making a pick and you're going in and you're saying forget the odds, which player is going to have the most three pointers made at the end of the series? I think it's one of the two favorites. Uh, right now, I'd probably lean Gabe Vincent just because of all the attention that's on Butler and Adebayo and, and how well he moves. He does move around and he gets the attempts up. That's the other thing with Gabe Vincent, too, is he doesn't have many of these games where, except for when he was most impacted by the ankle injury, now with those extra days, that's going to help him as well. So. When he's been healthy, he's had the opportunities. Like in the two games before this one, three of six and two of three. Okay, that's not that's not great. But if you're also looking at a shorter series, that may be enough to help sustain. Because Jamal Murray was only two of seven from three. But if he's only gaining one three-pointer on Gabe Vincent per game, then you're basically saying, okay, I can get Gabe Vincent at plus like let's say around 240 250 is about where we're seeing the number in a one game scenario against Jamal Murray for most threes I I think that's feasible and also if there's more attention on Jokic that means Murray's going to have a little more room to play and that could also mean getting to the basket they're very willing to run inverted pick and rolls 
where Murray is your roller. So he's a guy that's maybe getting more shots inside the arc if Miami is going to have to try and take away the three-point line because of everybody else. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score with Rick Camp at Rick C. Camp on Twitter. All right, game two tomorrow. Uh, you can get a nine if you like Miami. Nine, but most of the market at eight and a half at the moment. The big adjustment, the total. Since it flew under in game one, the total drops five full points. Can't be, uh, could be stupid, but I'm buying into this narrative of Miami, even though we didn't get the best of Denver in game one. The narrative that Struess over 10, Duncan Robinson one for six, Martin one for seven. That's not going to happen again. Jimmy's going to attack two free throw attempts for the entire team. That's not going to happen again. Getting used to the altitude a little bit after being pushed to seven games, short turnaround. We'll get a better effort out of Miami. And it did end up actually being pretty close to the number, even though Denver handled Miami in game one. I'm going to, I'm going to bet the heat plus the nine. Uh, Are you doing anything with side or total for tomorrow? I'm tempted by the over, even though I get it. It was so far away from what game one ended up being makes are, me bo- feel- are both teams going to miss all their outside shots again right like i don't expect that you know like miami was closer but at least they took a lot of them where denver eight to 27 like they could take more and they should make more and the thing is the pace was already down because you tend to think okay these series generally start with a little bit of a higher pace and then it progressively works its way down but miami actually did a pretty good job of keeping uh, Denver out of transition so if anything that becomes almost more of a constant and if you're thinking about it that way then it's okay the shot making should be better Miami getting more free throws fine that's points when the clock's not running that's great for trying to hit an over now there's going to be defensive adjustments one thing that I think could really slow the game down is if Miami and mind you I think eventually they would get torched by this but they did have a little bit of success with the zone at the start of the fourth quarter which I honestly thought they were, they probably had that planned thinking Jokic was going to take his normal rotation and be on the bench to start the fourth, but he didn't. So if they commit to more zone, that's probably going to slow down Denver a little bit more. But if you're telling me that Jamal Murray is going to have 22 shots and only get 26 points, you know, Jokic will probably take a few more shots, 50% from the field for Denver, but that's because they were playing bully ball. I think there's going to be adjustments where maybe it's, Either A, make Jokic score, or B, we're just going to make you bomb from three and make you lean into variance being the better team and hope that you don't make your shots. It's probably going to be one of those two things that Miami's going to force Denver to do. And either way, it can lead to a ton of points if it goes your way, if the shots are going to be going down regardless. And as we mentioned, Miami can't shoot much worse than they did in game one. Right, right. And uh, I know we keep repeating the storyline, but the three-point shooting for both sides makes me think about player props. Three-pointers made. Are there any of those that you're jumping on or or any other player props on the board for game two? I'm definitely on Michael Porter Jr. over 23 and a half points plus rebounds, just because even though he had probably more shots than he'll get in most games, He was only 5 of 16 from the field, 2 of 11 from deep for a guy who shoots 40 plus percent, but he's been a monster on the boards. In game one, 13 boards, 21 rebounding chances. 
Jokic had 10 boards on 20 rebounding chances. Bam Adebayo, same number as Porter, 13 boards, 21 rebounding chances. So he's going to be active on the boards. His numbers moved up. But even if you tell me Porter's shooting numbers, like just the attempts, go down to more like closer to what he does. Three less attempts, two fewer threes. If you're telling me he's not going to do better than five of 13 and two of nine, like even if the rebounds go down to nine or 10, as long as he's coming close to what his points prop is going to be, that's going to be an over. So I really like that one. I haven't placed any three-point prop bets yet, but based on our conversation before, and it is one that I wrote down, Gabe Vincent over two and a half is still plus money. Mm. So I'm very likely gonna uh, going to end up betting that. I've been tempted by uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope's threes before, but it, they're just getting too juicy. And of all the starters, he was he was the one that wasn't there enough. And I think one thing that happened in the second half was Aaron Gordon kind of got taken away. So while that was one that I loved going into game one, I'm a little more hesitant on going in to game two. And then Bam at a bio assists. If he's going to have the ball even close to as much as he did before, three and a half assists just can't can't be the number for him. Because if Miami's going to shoot the ball better, it's probably going to be more assists. And in that case, it's probably going to be getting the ball to Bam in the middle, him spraying out to some shooters, and shooters actually, you know, hitting a shot or two. So over three and a half assists for Bam is something that I'm interested in. Those are getting a little bit juicy. So if you can get a pretty decent plus number on four and a half, I, I wouldn't stop you on that either. What would you set the over-under on game suspended for John ja Morant based on what Adam Silver dropped the other day? Half a season would be 41. I'm at 40 and a half. Yeah, See, probably, maybe, even, maybe 41 even, and a half. I'm, I'm even higher. Wow. I, I really think like 44 and a half, something like that. I, I, the fact that could it's be a, 50. Like, be, yeah. The fact that it's a repeat thing. Like Adam Silver is taking this personally now. I don't think there's any two ways about it. So he is going to miss. I would say at a bare minimum, half the season, some of the reputation of Adam Silver, even outside of, well, he's not David Stern is because David Stern would go over the top at times. You know, Adam Silver has underreacted. So you have someone that you had a personal conversation with. You have outwardly spoken a lot about that conversation, then does the same stuff and maybe even more based on what we don't know at the moment of what this is going to be that comes out. He, if there's ever a time for him to show his authority, this is the time to show the authority. So the over-under, yeah, like 44 and a half. Would I be surprised at all if the number of suspended games starts with a five? No. One more thing, Campy, before I let you go. Quick reaction to the head coaching hires. We wait on Toronto, but yesterday we hear Phoenix has hired Frank Vogel. Ime Udoka a while back to Houston. Milwaukee lands on Adrian Griffin. Philly goes with Nick Nurse. Monty Williams got paid <laughs> by Detroit. Of the five, Williams, Nurse, Griffin, Udoka, Vogel, which hire was the best? Hmm. Probably. I definitely think Nick Nurse is the most interesting of the group because of his sometimes questionable interpersonal dynamics. But from an X's and O's standpoint, I think he could be really, really interesting with what Philly has. And he was reportedly one of the guys that James Harden was cool with being the head coach. Oh, God. So, there we go. Yeah, Did yeah. they all make upgrades? 
I think Vogel with Phoenix is going to be interesting if I don't know, knowing the history and how much he relies on centers to be defensive minded, how DeAndre Ayton will fly in Phoenix. <laughs> or maybe he's, he's already there. gone. Or yeah, maybe he, they know he's already gone, so they go with a defensive minded coach. A hundred percent. That very well could be the case. Like I I, th- I do like that one. Adrian Griffin, it's tough to say just because he's never been a head coach before. But judging by what's said about him and some of the guys that he has coached under and the different styles and like the, you know, blending take, if he's a smart guy that everybody thinks and you have a little bit from here and a little bit from this guy and a little bit from this guy along with your own thoughts, I'm fascinated by what he could be. Mm. So, but there's no way you can say that's definitively the best hire at the moment. There's no way to know, but I actually appreciate Milwaukee kind of taking that chance of saying, hey, we know what our roster is. We need to be able to upgrade a little bit and have at least the possibility to upgrade with someone like him. Oh, and the fact that he was Giannis's choice doesn't hurt either. Campy, soak it all in. It's your NBA title. Finally going to be right. Denver Nuggets. You've been saying <laughs> it for years. I've been uh, saying they've been on the come. I don't. I think I bet them once before for the actual title. Now, 10 years in a row, you've bet them. There's no question. Yeah, before it was them and Utah. So that Utah thing blew oh, up yeah. in spectacular fashion. But and hey, Portland, too. Yeah, yeah, Portland <laughs> for a stretch. Hey, if you're a small market team in the Western Conference that has like a That's star, yeah. let's go. But yeah. hey, 20 to 1. I will take it. I am I'm very happy. When I spoke with you Thursday on BQL Daily, I was thinking about edging with Miami and just taking their series line plus 500 plus 550 wherever you can find it. I think I'm just going to ride it out at this point. I've been, I've been me in this series and this playoffs has been about as on brand for me as possible. So I might as well just lean into it. Yeah, might as well. I'm sure we'll catch up again uh, at another point during the NBA finals. I don't know. Maybe we won't have time. It might be so damn short. Who knows? Thanks campy. No problem. Anytime, Joe. Rick Camp of 444.com and Betspurts, my guy Campy. From the hardwood over to the ice, game one of the Stanley Cup final is tonight, so let's bring in an outstanding hockey better. This is Early Odds with Joe Strauss. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Saturday mornings, 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights kicking off the Stanley Cup final this evening. Vegas, a slight minus 130 favorite to win the Cup. Alex Smith, a big Hawks fan and co-host of the Ice Guys, joined me on BetQL Daily to break down betting angles within this series. We started by asking Alex if this is going to be a long Stanley Cup final. Take a listen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are two teams that are pretty evenly matched. They play the same, similar style, uh, the same kind of uh, offensive uh, breakout. They like, you know, they're forecheck heavy, rely on the cycle. So, yeah, it, it's really tough to kind of decipher. You know, you have to get into uh, the deeper intangibles to try to find an edge here in, in this area. So, yeah, I do think it can go six or seven games, definitely. Alex, just as a fan of the sport, what do you think? It ends up being VGK and Florida in the end. How, what is the appeal to you and the other diehards versus uh, much of the public? How much are you looking forward to this? I mean, I'm looking forward to it because these are two teams that have played very well, you know, uh, during this postseason, and, and they're matching up, and you know, be nice to see who ends up winning the championship for the first time between these two franchises. But, you know, for the casual fans, I know it's not the most attractive of, of uh, you know of, of matchups. Uh, being up here in Minnesota, I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, Vegas and Florida, there's no ice in, in any of those places," and to see them win the Stanley Cup, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love them the wrong way. <laughs> but, no uh, you know, so other than that, you know, you have those, those naysayers. But, uh, but no, this this will definitely be a, a great uh, final for sure. It's so funny. I'm Canadian that the whole no ice in certain cities thing is still a conversation that's going on. But it's true. I've heard those people many times. It's like, can we just get past this? There's NHL cities with no ice. I mean, not everyone grew up in an igloo, people. So when you look at Conn Smythe, I mean, do you think this series is going to come down to the goaltending? And is there any value on Aiden Hill or Bobrovsky? Would you bet on either of those at this point? Yeah, I actually did take a small shot with Bobrovsky. I got plus 250. Not the greatest price in the world, but the reason I grabbed that is because we've seen this happen historically. It, it hasn't happened in over 20 years. The last uh, person that happened was John Shabasha Jaguar, where he won the Consumer Trophy but lost in the cup final. Uh, he was with Anaheim. They got beat by New Jersey, but he played well enough during the postseason to earn those honors. I could easily see that happening with Sergei Bobrovsky. Keep in mind, this is a Florida team that needed a bunch of miracles to even get into the postseason. And it was Alex Lyon that was starting at the beginning of the playoffs, not Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky had a terrible season. Everybody was, you know, uh, talking mad crap about the you know $10 million contract he's getting. And now all of a sudden he's emerged to lead this team uh, into the final. Just that alone, that accomplishment alone, I think, is worthy enough to where even if Florida loses and it's a tight series in six or seven games and we see some, you know, a lot of overtime games, a lot of one-goal games, that's still, I think, enough to give Bobrovsky potentially that award despite uh, they may not win the Stanley Cup. Looking at uh, Bobrovsky's prop for game one of the Stanley Cup final, which is happening tomorrow night, his save total here is at 29 and a half. On BetMGM, it's slightly juiced to the under at minus 125. Do you have a side here that you like? Uh, I would lean over with that. I think I think he, he's going to see a lot of rubber. I know 
in, in due time, we'll see the, the the block shots kind of come back. But, you know, I want to see what Florida's defensive core looks like after this layoff. It's been 10 days uh, since they last played and now having to play with a, a, against another up-tempo forecheck like Vegas. That'll be interesting to see. So I think uh, I would look at going over with that same spot. I think we're going to see a lot of shots going both ways. What about on the VGK side with the consmite? We, we had a conversation the other day, and we see value there, and it's pretty wide open. If you look at the goal scores at the very top for the Knights, it's tight, 10, 9, 8, and then the points leader is somebody totally different. And Eichel, who has the shortest number of all the Knights players, if you're going to pick a consmite winner on the Vegas side, where would you go? It is tough because a lot of guys can kind of emerge uh, out, you know, and, and win that. Uh, should Vegas win the Stanley Cup? I, and you know, Eichel just kind of seems like the natural gut choice because he's a you know a household name kind of, right? You know, he and, and that's kind of what the Conn Smythe Trophy leans toward. Unless you have completely super stellar numbers, they'll try to get that name guy on the team, that you know, the bigger star on the team. That's usually the guy that want they want to land that trophy with. So. Jack Eichel, I think, would be kind of the natural choice to pick if I had to pick anyone out of, out of that VGK group at top. It seems like the Panthers haven't played in like a month. I mean, it's been, what, 10 days, a couple weeks since they've last played. Is there any concern? I mean, even the Knights have had like five days off. That this time off, maybe both teams get off to a bit of a slower start. Would you take a look at something like a first period under one and a half? Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I would definitely look at a, a slower start maybe in the first five or ten minutes. I don't know about a full period. So I would be a little leery of maybe going with that first period under. Uh, but like I said, I, and I, I'm curious to see how it affects Florida a bit more than Vegas. I think with, with Vegas, this is kind of a natural just, you know, uh, progression of how the, the last few series have gone where Florida, you know, having to usually kind of go a little bit longer, at least they did in the first round, and, and, you know, had to kind of wait not too long from the second and third, I think that might affect them a little bit more. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of eyeing how Florida plays early uh, a bit more than Vegas. I think they could be affected a little bit more. Alex, when it comes to, say, the top goal scorer market, uh, Matthew Kachuk is the favorite here at 5-1, to one, Jack Eichel at plus 550, Jonathan Marchessault at plus 750, uh, someone that I'm certainly eyeing as far as this market is concerned. A, would you want to bet into this market? And B, do you uh, see any value as far as who can finish with the most goals? Uh, yeah, Jonathan Marchessault, for sure. That's somebody I would look at for uh, top goal scorer and top uh, point, uh, you know, get her at the end of the series as well. Uh, I mean, he's had a, you know, five game point streak, 13 points in his last eight games and goals in four of his last five. So he's definitely someone I would have probably said plus 750 with the, the top goals. And like I said, I would look for him for top points as well. That's definitely a, a good betting option. Alex, it sounds like you believe this could be a longer series. Strap on in. Uh, are you betting over on games in the series? Are you looking at six or seven? It's uh, it, They're basically co-favorites, so that's what uh, the sports books are expecting. How about you? Yeah, so I, I bet uh, the series to end in six games, and I also took, because uh, I'm a little torn on, like you said, who wins game one, so I took uh, positions on both. Vegas to win game one and Vegas to win the series at plus 145. And Florida to win game one, but Vegas to, to come back and win the series at plus 400. Uh, I figured that even if Vegas loses game one, 
their serious price adjusted will not be plus 400 right away. So I would have that kind of locked in pocket. But I think six games is kind of the sweet spot. So if you go VGK to win it in six uh, or, or, or serious to go six games, I think that's a good bet. We were talking about Bobrovsky and Con Smythe. Is there any concern? Because I remember not too long ago, Bobrovsky was getting dragged for just being inconsistent. People are like, this guy stinks. And he has been <laughs> phenomenal. Now you've got all this time off. Is there any chance that this guy does turn back into a pumpkin in, this, in the Stanley Cup final? Yeah, it's, it's entirely possible. Uh, you know, and, and that is going to be the X factor for Florida, obviously. But, I, you know, like I said, he's played the best hockey I've ever seen him play in his entire career uh, right now. And, and he's in a, a such a rhythm that maybe the 10 days off doesn't affect him. Like I said, you just got to wait and see what, what we get from him. Uh, but, yeah, that is entirely possible. And if that's the case, Florida will be in serious trouble. Alex Smith, Chicago guy, excellent hockey better and co-host of the Ice Guys. All right, we did basketball and the hockey Baseball is next. The odds are telling us that the MVP races will be boring this summer. Hmm. I discuss with Jim Miller next. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Hope you're enjoying the start to your weekend on this Saturday morning. Welcome back. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski and weekly contributor Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse drops by America's biggest Sox fan. He's still on yes. them on them to win the World Series. Here's the question, though, Jim. Has <laughs> either one of those moonshots from Shohei Otani earlier this week landed off of Lance Lynn yet? I, I mean, I think that's where we should start the conversation. Otani, man, after that oh. two-run homer. Did, did you see that the AL MVP odds moved even further? I didn't yes. think first week of June you could get a bigger favorite than than we already have. All right, we're going to jump into that. First of all, I just yeah. bet the Sox to win the division. World Series. And then and then the AL. I have not. I did not bet them to win the World Series. Oh, and then the AL. Just throw that in there quickly. Just the AL. AL was 150 <laughs> to 1. 
Yeah. The World Series is more like 200 to one. All right. Let's start with Shohei. Let's start on the AL side. Because here's the thing, Joe. All right. Two moonshots. Yeah. It's just kind of the world of the highlight. So everybody sees that. So they're like, wow, that's awesome. Shohei, Shohei, Shohei. And then you see everything that he's doing pitching. And then you look, the number's minus 145. Now, if you take the pitching numbers out of it, Joe, stat line, he's hitting under 270. 15 homers, 38 RBIs, seven stolen bases. There's a lot of guys in the American League with numbers like that, and a lot of guys in the American League with much higher batting averages than that. So it's where the pitching brings everything into things, which which is what it has to be for all the AL MVP talk. Health is always going to be the issue. But if you look at it, it's not like he's setting the world on fire, hitting 310 with 20 bombs and 50 RBIs. He's not that guy at the plate right now. When he mm-hmm. connects, he connects, but he's not going absolutely bonkers hitting. You aren't wrong, but you can't remove the pitching, and that's why he's the heavy favorite. I'll, I'll just point this out. Take everything we're saying with a grain of salt. We're just strictly trying to find value in the betting market. And that's all it is. And, and that's all we're looking for. Because right now, Otani at now minus 145 at some spots, he became minus money a month ago, Jim. That is unheard of. It is like it has been decided before the season really even began that Shohei Otani, because he didn't win it last year because of Judge's miraculous season, that he's going to be the MVP this year. And you're right about the numbers. And, and if we start to look at war and with Otani, you need to combine the pitching with the hitting. Even if you do that, if we go to fangraphs.com, look at his hitting war and his pitching war, combine that. There are still position players in the American League that have a higher war. And it's the same if you look at baseball reference war. There are still other players that have a higher war. So I don't know that this price is justified. And maybe it's just the market getting out of control. Like it's already been decided he's going to be the MVP. And that's how it's priced. And Jim, I think back to recent years, especially in the NBA, the sport where the narratives get completely out of control, where you see massive favorites oh my God, one month left in the season. This is definitely your winner, Jokic, right? And who just won the MVP? It wasn't Jokic. It ended up being Embiid. That happens every single year where every couple of months, the name changes. So I wonder if we're going to have a similar situation in Major League Baseball. Uh, We'll go to the NL too. Similar situation there. It's it's almost the same. We have such a heavy favorite where people look at the odds and think, oh, it's going to be boring. It's already been decided. But the raw baseball numbers have not decided on the MVP in either league. So I totally understand where you're coming from as far as that goes. So I guess there's betting opportunity. There's betting value elsewhere, right? There has to be betting value elsewhere. I mean, let, let's you mentioned the National League. So let's go over there real quickly because there are there, there's been a lot of movement. We were talking just a few weeks ago about how Ronald Acuna was a guy that was the absolute standout. Nobody's catching this guy. There's nobody that's going to have the big season. There's been massive movement on a couple of guys. Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman, all of a sudden now is just five and a half to one, and he's lighting it up. He's hitting over 340. He's having a great year. Juan Soto is the one that really surprises me. He's dropped all the way to 16 to one, and I don't understand why, Joe. 263, 10 home runs, 26 RBIs. It's it's okay, but it's nowhere close to MVP numbers. So then you look at a couple of others. Mookie Betts has taken a lot of action. He's barely hitting over 250. 
Paul Goldschmidt's starting to warm up a little bit. He's around 290, 10 home runs, 26 RBIs. But you really tend to wonder, okay, on the NL side, are these top two guys probably the top two guys? I would have to think so. Maybe if Pete Alonso gets his average up. But Acuna plus 140 is one that I would look to a little bit more, actually, than Shohei at minus 145. And there are some sports books that already have Acuna at even money. They're saying Acuna or the field. What would you do if that's the option? You've got to take one or the other, Acuna or the field in the NL. At even money, I take Acuna. You take Acuna. Okay, yeah. interesting. So those at numbers- minus money, no. But like right now, I looked and I said, that, for example, I mean, if you can still get a plus money, plus 140 against a field, nobody is lighting it up in the NL. I, I would go that route. There's one guy, Joe, that I want to ask you about, mm-hmm. okay? And it's a long shot. But it's the intrigue of these massive baseball records, okay? So we talk about the great year that Aaron Judge had last year and the chase for the home run record. Let me ask you this. Do you give any consideration in the National League if Luis Arias is pushing 400 into the final month of the season? Because he's sitting at 80-1 to on the board right now. And I'd much rather look to him than that group that's sitting kind of in that 13 to 20 to one range in the NL, because none of those guys are really lighting it up either. Well, pushing 400, that would be a a massive storyline where if you're watching MOB network, they would break in to at bats to see if he could finish above 400. So yeah, that is something that would grab my attention, but we're still so early in the season. Most people aren't paying attention to that. And they're thinking that there's no way you can keep up at that pace. So national league side, I think, the 23 stolen bases is really helping yes. him. The stolen bases yes. being in, reintroduced into the game. A Freeman is the second favorite. I don't have a problem with that one at all. The Acuna numbers are very close, but Freeman is there. Murphy's there. Murphy's still a long shot. You could find him yeah. at 35 to one. But the reality is that if a Braves player is winning the NL MVP. It's not going to be Murphy. It's going to be Acuna as long as he stays healthy. Uh, Betts is in the top five. He's at 20 to one in that conversation. Goldschmidt, I don't think he's going to win it again. I can't see it. Freeman would have to be off the charts better than everybody else for him to win a second MVP, don't you think? Yeah, I would think so. And like I said, I mean, you hate to say it, but you want to talk about value. But again, value right now may just be plus money on Ronald Acuna. Yeah, you might be right about that. And there isn't a, a huge number that I love over on the National League side. Now, let's go back to the American League. We talked about the ridiculous price with Otani, or or maybe it isn't ridiculous, because if you bet into these markets, you need to take a stand and decide, okay, do I want to chase someone other than Otani, or is it just if you don't want to lay that big price, is it just a waste of money? That's for each better to, to decide. But I'll tell you this. Some of the guys that have numbers comparable to or better than Otani have some really nice prices out there. And a guy at the top of the list in F-War and in B-War is Wander Franco, and nobody's yes. talking about him. Yes, he's on if, my list. He Okay, you have him at 30 to 1, right? Yes. Why? And this is the best number he's been for the AL MVP all season, 30 to 1. Why? It's surprising, and, and and I tend to wonder if he flew under the radar just because some other guys on the team were just taking action earlier on in the season. But he's not too far off what you're looking at for Ronald Acuna. All right, Acuna's hitting 324, Wander 298. 11 home runs for Acuna to 7 for Wander, 31 for Acuna to 29 for RBIs, 
23 stolen bases to 20 for Wander Franco. And we're talking about Ronald Acuna being a possible value at plus 140. Wander Franco's 30 to 1 in a league where you look at all the guys, Joe, that are your top candidates right now for MVP. Not a single one of them's even hitting over 300. And Wander Franco's the closest. I don't understand that pricing at all. A judge would have to snap again to win it again. You know that I have a big ticket on Chapman. I hope he yep. enters this conversation at some point. He's, he's in the top 10 for sure. But, you know, with the, the Franco piece, what I go back to is something we talked a lot about in April with Tampa Bay. Is there going to be a player that gets the credit? And what we've seen is Franco separate himself from Rosarena and Diaz. Yes. Nothing against those players. They're awesome. Teams would love to have two guys in the top six, seven players in the American League. But we are seeing that separation, so that's why people should be paying closer attention to Franco. Wander Franco is a guy that, again, the stolen bases make the difference. He plays every day. He's healthy. He is. He has the guy that that has just kind of divided himself from everybody else, or I guess separated himself from everybody else on the team. Now, here's a couple others, Joe. A guy at 35-1 to that we talked about so much early on in the season that's still having a great year. What about Marcus Simeon? 295, eight home runs, 44 RBIs. Yeah. And he's going to end up the season with probably somewhere around 25 stolen bases. And then you want to go a little deeper on the list, Joe. Here's two others. Rafael Devers is starting to wake up a little bit. 246, 13 home runs, 47 RBIs. He's driving a lot of guys in. And still my guy, Dolis Garcia, sitting at 150 <laughs> to one. Again, for a team that's having a tremendous year. So you know they're going to be in the spotlight a little bit more if they continue this. But he's driving in a lot of runs, still hitting his home runs in that, and he's playing pretty good defense in the outfield as well. Yeah, those numbers check some boxes, but here's my thing uh, with Marcus Simeon. Yes, the numbers that you need are up there, but I just don't hear any chatter about him nationally. Right. Like, is Marcus Simeon really going to win the MVP over Otani or over the best player on the Rays if uh, their torrid pace continues with their ridiculous record best in baseball? Uh, that would be my question there. I, I can't argue the numbers. I just don't know that these Rangers players have that sort of national appeal. Yeah. And especially when it's something that is voted on. I agree yeah. with you there. Yep, 100%. All right, some good, some very good options. Very good options. Nothing on Swanson, right? He's tied for fifth in F4 with Goldschmidt. You believe that? Isn't that incredible? Yeah, good season out and, of him. Uh, yeah, great, great season. But again, I think your team has to play good baseball too. Yep, or, or the stats just have to be... Crazy, right. crazy. You have to great. have the Andre Dawson season, the massive season on a bad team. Mm -hmm. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Sports Radio 670, the score. Jim Miller here. Uh, Jim, we have to wait one more week for the Belmonts, but uh, what are we betting on the ponies today? Well, we are going to bet at Belmont Park, though, this weekend because mm. we can make some money to get ready for the Belmont. So race number nine at Belmont on the turf. We're going to bet the eight. Far bridge across the board. This is a horse that comes flying late and has lightly raced on his career. And then we're going above the border, north of the border, up to Toronto. Woodbine, race seven. Bet the two. Base Storm across the board, a horse with a lot of speed. And then Woodbine, a race eight. Bet the one Mora across the board. This was a Queens Plate winner last year. Is returning to the track in this spot. Ah, Jim, this is going to be tough. I'm going to have to go back in the lab. The people want the Joe O triple crown. Yes, they and, do. Man, the level of horses that we're seeing in this compared to the Preakness, Forte, Tappet Trice, Angel of Empire, yes. National Treasure. This is going to be an outstanding race. Yes, this is a very good race. It's a very intriguing race because 
there's going to be those unknowns. If everything lines up the right way, you can have a full field of a bunch of horses that may never run the mile and a half distance again in their career. So the Belmont could be a whole lot of fun. You think we'll see 15 horses? No. we're looking at. No? Okay. I'm guessing we're going to see 12. 12? And even at 12, you're going to find some value next week, Joe. All right. The question will be, how far down the board do we go? Gonna have Joe to... O triple crown time. <laughs> oh, God, we can't even start. Man, that's hard to do. That is hard. It's that's hard to win once. You know this. You, you live so in... hard. Man. All right. Jim Miller. Very good. Appreciate it, Jim. Good stuff on the MVP. And we'll break down the Belmont next week. All right. You got it, Joe. Good luck. See, we got you. Covered it all over the last hour. MLB MVP with Jim. The Stanley Cup Final with Alex Smith. And the NBA Finals with Rick Camp. Missed any of it? There's the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app. Podcast will be up as well. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Catch me weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. live on the BetQL network via the Odyssey app, BetQL's Twitch and YouTube pages for video, 105.9 FM, HG2, and there's the BetQL daily podcast. Cash those tickets this weekend and keep it locked right here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.